Welcome to the Fighting for Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jody Blick. I think we all have people in our life who inspire us, challenge us, teach us, and just bring so much good stuff to the table every time we get together that you can't help but be all ears and just want to soak it all in. Becky Novacek is one of those people in my life. Every time we're able to connect, I learn, and I leave feeling inspired and encouraged. You might recognize her name because Becky has been on the podcast before, and I wanted to have her back on now because over the course of the past year, she and I have had so many rich conversations about all kinds of things, and I wanted to share pieces of that with you today. So I'm going to have her share a top five list of topics that are on her heart right now, and I think you will just love her wise perspective and appreciate her tenderness to the things of God. I respect her walk with Jesus and learn so much from her. She's about 10 years ahead of me in life, and it's just a huge blessing to have a friend like this to watch and follow. My last episode was with Brooke Kyes, a young mom in her 20s, and today it's with a woman thriving in her 60s, and it's just such a privilege to bring you a wide range of perspectives like this. Each season of life brings its blessings and its challenges, and it's just super helpful to hear stories of how to fight for joy through it all. So today, soak in the words of my friend, Becky. And as always, if you find some encouragement in this episode, I would love to hear from you. And I always appreciate when you share the podcast with others. It is one of the best ways you can support this work and ministry. So thank you for listening today. Thank you for sharing. And here is our conversation. So Becky, thank you for coming back on the podcast. I have been so excited about this conversation and We've tried a number of times to make this happen over the past couple of weeks, and it's finally happening, and I'm so grateful. I'm so glad to be here again. What an honor to have you ask me back. Thank you, Jody. You're welcome. Well, I know this could be a two-plus-hour episode if we let it, which we won't, but there's just so much that I want to cover with you. Um, You joined me almost three years ago already on episode 22, which was in season two of the podcast, and we called that episode Fighting for Joy with a healthy mindset. And I love all that you had to share about breaking negative thought patterns and going to the truths in God's word when fear and worry and negative thinking are creeping in. And I still think about some of the things that you shared on that episode. And as you and I have gotten together since then, I've just been really encouraged about all that God is continuing to teach you. And so I wanted to have you back on for another conversation. And my desire today is really just to have you talk. I've told you that. (laughs) Um, But seriously, Becky, I know you have so much good stuff to share and God is teaching you a lot. You are just so tuned into him and into his word. And I know experience has taught you a lot as well. And every time that I'm with you, I just learn so much. And I want my listeners to get a little bit of what I get when I get to spend time with you. So I really think that's going to be my plan today is just to let you do the talking. But We'll see how it goes. Um, But first, let's just have you kind of reintroduce yourself to the people who maybe haven't listened to episode 22 yet. And even if they have, it's been a few years, like I said, since you've been on. So tell my listeners a little bit about who you are and what your life looks like. Sure. So I actually re-listened to that episode. Yeah. And um I wasn't too uncomfortable with it. So that's good, (laughs) Good. right? It still stands. Right. And I I had to kind of laugh because one of the words I used for myself was seasoned. Oh, 
Yeah. And you just use the word experience, mm-hmm. life experience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do value that. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things I like about getting older yeah. is yeah. to have a little bit more experience mm-hmm. and hopefully I've learned some things. Mm-hmm. So I'm Becky Novacek and I live here in Fremont with my husband, Tom. And recently, my dad moved in with us. Mm -hmm. And so that's sort of a layer of um, some new learning experiences. But it's been really eye opening. And I actually really love having him there. It's been a blessing. And I know it's a season. Mm -hmm. We -hmm. also have two dogs who are Mm -hmm. very, we love our dogs. So (laughs) I'm one of those people. And then we have four grown kids. They're all married. And then we have 13 grandkids. Wow. And they range in age from 24 to five. Wow. And that just seems impossible to me. And I know that it sounds like just really cliche, but time goes so fast Mm -hmm. and kids grow up so fast. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just savoring any time that I get with them. And in fact, I've been trying to spend one-on-one time Mm -hmm. with even the older kids when Mm -hmm. I can Yeah, and taking them to lunch Mm -hmm. or whatever I can do. And Mm -hmm. it's easier with the kids who are closer Mm -hmm. and not so easy with those who don't live near us. Yeah. I love watching you as a grandma. Thank what you. do they call you? Meme. Meme. So yeah, we're pop and meme. Pop and meme. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that, they sort of orchestrated that. Mm-hmm. We didn't I love it. tell them what we yeah. wanted to be called, yeah. but yeah. it started out meme and now it's meme and they even spell it M-E-E-M. I love it. So, so yeah. cute. Yeah. And work-wise? Yes. So I am a full-time photographer and I recently got to take your family photos, yes, which was, was so, so fun. fun. Yes. I loved it. I and. <laughs> Oh, it just makes me smile to think about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about doing photography. It's more than snapping photos. It really is Mm -hmm. just having fun together and getting to see families and people Mm -hmm. with each other and the dynamics with each other and being able to capture that. It feels like a gift to me. Oh, that's And I love it because I know I feel that photos are really important. Mm -hmm. And we look back at photos and they just are. Yeah really treasures for sure as time goes by I did not understand that until after Jackson was gone but once you have a loss like that you really do understand um just how much photos mean you want more you just right right want more and you you know just yeah so that I love that you are so good at what you do I love watching you um that day it was just really special to to share (laughs) in that with you and it was such precious time to have our kids home, you know, for everybody to be together. And so to spend an afternoon with you like that was really special. And to have memories and photos now of it, are it's great. I'm yes. so thankful. Yes. I'm so glad we got to do that. Yeah. And I love your kids. I love your family. Well, I love so you. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Well, as you and I kind of talked about how we wanted to frame this episode and the things that you've been learning and the top things on your mind, we kind of agreed that a good way would be to have you share by um, talking about kind of a top five list. Um, Before we get started, though, I just wanted to have you share a little bit about how you use these top five lists um, on social media and kind of how you got started with that and how it fits into some of the intentionality that you have on your social media platforms. Sure. 
Yes. So I decided I wanted to do something like a series or something on social media where I could share things that have mm-hmm. been important to me. And sometimes they're silly little things. Mm-hmm. And other times they're pretty profound, I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. And sometimes they are things that I suggest you might want to buy. But oftentimes it's things that are just free. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just it's just a matter of of doing those things. So yeah. it's a top five list of my yeah. favorite things for the week. And I've tried to be really consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is hard to be consistent with anything on social media. But I feel like it is such an easy and great way to connect with women all over the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though I don't have this massive following, I have really connected with some women. And that mm-hmm. has been really, really cool to be able mm-hmm. to share in all ages. Yeah. And so that top five list is just a way for me to share what I'm loving because I've always loved sharing things mm-hmm. that are helpful to me or important to me. And I love hearing what other people share too, Yeah. things that are important to them. And I always learn from people when they yeah. are willing to share at that level. Yeah. And sometimes it's really vulnerable. Yeah, for <laughs> Because sure. you feel silly or I don't know. It, yeah. It, It can be so many different things Mm -hmm. that I've shared. Mm -hmm. But I think the more personal it is, the more that people are inspired and encouraged by it. And I always look forward to the lists and love all that you have to share. And sometimes as your friend, I've already heard you share and talk a little bit about some of the things that you um, that you share, but I love how you put it all together. I look forward to seeing it. And it's always a lot of fun and inspiring to read. So I'm excited to use kind of the same format for our conversation today and ask you to kind of come up with the top five things on your heart right now, things that you're learning, things that are helping you to fight for joy or that are bringing you joy at this point in your life. So if you're ready, let's just dive in. What's first on your list? I would love to do that. I love this format because I'm passionate about a lot of things, as Mm -hmm. you know, and I know you are too. And this is just a really fun way to be able to share just a little bit of all of those things. Yeah. So one thing that um, the number one thing I want to share is just sort of my overall health. Mm -hmm. Um, I love to try to take good care of all the parts Mm -hmm. of me Mm -hmm. um, and not forget any parts. Mm -hmm. So body, mind and soul. Mm -hmm. And you could say spirit too. I don't Mm -hmm. know if soul and spirit could Mm -hmm. maybe be the same. But um, I have really just tried to dig deeper every year. Mm -hmm. And years I mark things by the years, Mm -hmm. and I always have. Mm -hmm. And some people are so um, just feel negative toward resolutions. And I don't, I've kind of changed my thoughts on that. I used to be really into goals and resolutions. Mm -hmm. And as you know, Mm -hmm. um, Atomic Habits by Mm -hmm. James Clear has been really impactful to me. And one of his quotes is, we don't rise to the level of our goals, but we fall to the level of our methods. Mm -hmm. And that has been extremely helpful to me. Yeah. As I think that way, I think I just each year, I want to think of things that I can do one practical action step Mm -hmm. that will lead me closer to what I'm trying to do. And that is to be healthy holistically. Yeah. And so that has been something that I've really dug deep on. Mm -hmm. And our friend Naomi Mm -hmm. has been really, I got to give a shout out to her because she was the first person that I've ever heard Mm -hmm. be really intentional about all the parts of us, who we are as a, as a person. And so this year, 
I don't know what exactly happened, but in March, Mm -hmm. I just was really inspired to do a 100-day challenge. Mm -hmm. And it was to do cardio every day for 100 days. And I started, I want to say I started on March 17th. That would be St. Patrick's Day. But I started then and I finished in June, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And I did cardio every single day. Either Mm -hmm. I got 10,000 steps or I did cardio for 40 minutes, Mm -hmm. one or the other. Yeah. And I was pretty strict on myself because I know when you allow yourself to not follow through, Mm -hmm. it becomes easy to just, well... 8,000 steps, good enough. Yeah. But I wanted to really just make a point to myself that I, if I make a decision, mm-hmm. I can stick with it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was great physically because I really do feel like it got me in better shape physically. But what I didn't expect was the power in my mind. Wow. I felt like it just really empowered me. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could decide that I'm going to memorize a verse of scripture every week, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. And just be really intentional about all kinds of different things. I could apply it to so many things. Um, And so I love the idea of a hundred day challenge. Yeah. And once you start thinking holistically like that, it all, everything just starts clicking. It does. It's just, it's, it's so neat because I've had the same realization in the last year or two of kind of, kind of understanding that a little bit, but when you start putting words to it and you live intentionally like that, you start to see so many connections between your body and your mind and your mm-hmm. spiritual life and your mental health and your spiritual life and your physical health and your sleep patterns and your mental health. And, you know, it's just all kind of so mushed together. And yes. so what was a co- so what were a couple of things that you learned or that you took away from the 100 day challenge? Well, I one of the things that I was impressed that I could do was at the end of a long day when I was booked solid all day, mm-hmm. I would sometimes I'd be traveling mm-hmm. and I would literally go put my tennis shoes on when I got to a hotel and I would walk around a hotel. I can't tell you how many times I did mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. where I would just walk until mm-hmm. I got the steps mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But I would usually listen to a podcast mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a book mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And I would just um, find it very, a very... Um, powerful thing Mm -hmm. to be able to follow through Mm -hmm. even when I was tired and didn't feel like it. It was like, I just didn't, it was already set in place. Yeah, it had to be done. Yeah. And that sounds very legalistic. But for me, it was super healthy because Mm -hmm. I'm a I'm an idea person. Mm -hmm. And I have so many ideas in my head that a lot of times my follow through, Mm -hmm. I've struggled with. Yeah. So this was powerful to me. And even if I start another 100-day challenge and I don't mm-hmm. finish it, it'll be okay because mm-hmm. I did it that mm-hmm. one time and I feel like it just proved to me that I can be consistent yeah, and that yeah. I can follow through on things. And and I think I will do more 100-day challenges. Yeah. But Yeah, well, you've inspired me. I'm doing one right now, um, 100 days of gratitude. And every night I write down three things that I am grateful for. And it's surprising to me how um, challenging it can be to do it when we've traveled or when I'm tired and um and then I just think about you doing the cardio and I'm like holy cow how does she do that (laughs) because all I need to do is sit and write a few things down um but it is it's a mental exercise just as much as it is a physical exercise um too and just kind of connecting the dots between um determining to do something following through with something and all that you learn holistically um 
And I like that you picked health as as the top thing to talk about too, just because that has been something that you and I have spent a lot of time talking mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, people use the term aging gracefully, and I think it's seriously the perfect way to describe you. Um, I might even say aging slowly because I <laughs> do not feel like you are aging. But um, what is happening with you is happening with such grace. And I love the times that I can pick your brain about this area of life and the ways that you are still growing and learning and trying new things and still trying to figure out what works best for your body at the stage of life that you're in. And I just wondered, you know, what caused you to have this perspective about aging and growing older and staying positive about it? I mean, so many women don't want to get older. They're fighting the aging process. They hate the aging process. So share a little bit about how you've gotten to the place that you are at now with embracing your age. Yes, I love that because it has been a process. I have always like dreaded getting older. I really have. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get older. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my kids to grow up at one point. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to stay in mm-hmm. a certain phase of life. But I'm so thankful that mm-hmm. I'm enjoying this part of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much that I don't want to stop living this mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. It It's so nice to be at a stage where I'm not so concerned about what people think, or I'm not so concerned about having to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's about how I feel Mm -hmm. much more than the way I look. And I was pretty into Mm -hmm. that for a Mm -hmm. while. And Eric's podcast about perfectionism, Mm -hmm. I could really relate to because Mm -hmm. there was a time I really struggled with that. Mm And now, like, this is a good example. I haven't had my hair done in three months. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that would have driven me crazy at one point. But I'm just so much more comfortable with myself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. my identity is pretty solid now. Not that something couldn't rock me. I'm not saying that. Um, But I just feel like I'm so thankful to be healthy Mm -hmm. and active and being able to do things I want to do. And I feel like... It's honoring to the Lord, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. For to sure. not um, dread aging anymore mm-hmm. and to just accept it and receive it, mm-hmm. but not give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I've seen in you, a real contentment, but also a real desire to continue to grow. And I think you hit right on it with identity, too. I think that's so mm-hmm. often why women struggle is they are just, they don't know where they fit. They don't know their place in the world. They are not holding on to the confidence and and the joy that they can have knowing who they are in Christ and their identity in him and their looks and their accomplishments and their successes. These are the things that they're clinging to. Um, But what I love about you is how you're always working to remember and focus on and live out your identity in Christ and can see that physically. Again, you know, that work spiritually plays into how you feel physically. Um, So how does your focus on health and identity look different from maybe how you viewed it in your 20s and 30s? Like, I guess I'm asking that just because I have a lot of young listeners. So what what would you say to a 20 or a 30 year old who's listening and who is struggling in these ways or who's feeling like you just said, I don't want to get older. I I don't want to um, I'm going to fight aging or or that I don't know where my identity really lies if I don't have my looks and my health and so right. what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody that's at that stage of life? I feel like we have to be really careful not to be too into our culture. 
mm-hmm. and the American way of looking at aging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to a 20 year old, I would just really, I love talking to people that mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. and I love to encourage them because they d- often doubt themselves mm-hmm. and um, like feel uncertain, unsure, mm-hmm. and just reminding them to really ground themselves in God's word, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And if they're not a believer, just to encourage them that they're loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm really basing my identity on the fact that I know I am loved Mm -hmm. and there's nothing I can do that will make God not love me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't want to disappoint God, Mm -hmm. but I know that my security Mm -hmm. in him is solid. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. That's the only thing that really has kept me from, um, being in despair at times Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about different, all kinds of different things, but, um, used to struggle with anxiety. And I think Mm -hmm. I talked about that Mm -hmm. on the last podcast, Mm -hmm. but I really don't struggle with that anymore because I've just gotten Mm -hmm. so, my foundation is so solid in Christ Mm -hmm. now. Not Mm -hmm. that I can't have moments of it, but I don't spiral. Yeah. And I see so many younger women struggling with anxiety, and I have mm-hmm. such a heart for them because mm-hmm. I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to talk yourself out of it mm-hmm. is just really difficult yeah. and not always possible. Yeah. I love that word because, I mean, really our walk with the Lord, our identity in Christ, our faith is what can't be taken away from us. And even if you try to be as healthy as you possibly can, there's still potential for that to be taken away. And that does create such anxiety. And all of the pressures of this world and our culture just brings such anxiety and that's where mm-hmm. we can find real peace. Mm-hmm. So anything else on that topic? Uh, no, we might kind of hit on some of this yeah. and it may overlap a little bit. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I would say is that I also had a real epiphany about the way I eat. Oh yeah. yeah quite I'm a few sure years that. ago. Yeah. And I know I probably didn't share that um, in the past. So About maybe six years ago, Mm -hmm. I read a cookbook. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't feeling very good physically. Mm -hmm. And um, I just happened to pick up this cookbook with a lot of whole food recipes. And I started reading it. And it made me it really woke me up to the fact that I had started to eat differently in my marriage. Mm. And I was swaying more toward the way that Tom preferred to eat, which was comfort food and homemade food that wasn't necessarily um, Mm -hmm. the healthiest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he loves that kind of food. And I think you can enjoy that kind of food. That's fine. But it can't be the only way you eat if you want to stay healthy. And so I just changed the way I eat Mm -hmm. at that time. And that really, it's been really, really life changing for me because I can still eat the meat that he's eating Mm -hmm. if I grill Mm -hmm. meat or if he grills meat. And then I can do different sides. Yeah. And it's just been really transformational. And we're both happy. And didn't you say one of the key things you've changed is just eating more proteins? Yes. You know, less carbs, more protein. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I love sweets. Mm -hmm. So that's a battle for me. But I have Mm -hmm. boundaries in place for myself now that seem to really work. Yeah. Like I just don't eat yeah. after a certain time of night. Yeah. And I have a couple sweet things that I'll eat that are satisfying, like dark chocolate and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And that just satisfies me. And I don't need to eat mm-hmm. a lot of desserts anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's really been helpful. Yeah. Because... And again, is there a tie there to the spiritual, to your spiritual yes. life too? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you are very disciplined just as a person too. I really admire that about you. It's taken years. (laughs) It's taken years, but I feel so much better physically and And that's motivating. Just every part of me. I just feel better when I'm eating well and moving my body. And that is just really important to me. And I think getting outside to walk has been really Mm -hmm. life-changing as well. For sure. Yeah. And when you're feeling better physically, it makes so much sense that you would embrace your age more, mm-hmm. right? Like, because all yes. of a sudden it's like, okay, I feel good. And so it's okay that I'm whatever age versus if you don't feel well, there's probably this underlying panic of, oh no, I'm getting older, you know? So taking care of your health is a, is a key way to feel good about where you are in the season of life and to embrace your age no matter where you are. Yes. Yes. Okay. What's number two? Number two is loving well. And that mm-hmm. is actually, I didn't pick a word this year. Mm-hmm. I picked this phrase, loving love well. Love it. And so as every day begins, I just think, what am I going to do today mm-hmm. that I can show people mm-hmm. some love? Mm-hmm. Because people are needing it. They are. My they family, are. Yeah. I hope I'm loving them well. Mm-hmm. My husband, my dad, and then anybody I meet. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I felt... Um, several years ago was that I needed to really open my eyes and see people, Mm -hmm. the people right in front Mm -hmm. of me, Mm -hmm. whether it's the checker at the grocery store, whoever it is to really treat people. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be distracted. I want to see them and let them know that I see them and that I care. Mm -hmm. And some people can't believe that that's real, Mm -hmm. but it Mm -hmm. really is. It's just, it's, and part of it is because I'm older, mm-hmm. because I haven't always been this way. Yeah. Some, like when my kids were little, you're distracted. Yeah. Yeah. But you can continue that mindset of being distracted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not seeing people. And yeah. there are some real hurting people. Yeah. And there are. yeah. So I just want to speak life into people mm-hmm. who look discouraged and I may not know them. Yeah. Um, but just, try to be considerate and kind to people. And that, I mean, that's the number one thing that when Jesus was asked, Mm -hmm. what is the greatest commandment? Mm -hmm. Love God and love others. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty blunt. It is. And it's pretty hard. (laughs) It is (laughs) very hard. And I think it's something that you and I have talked about. We're like-minded in this. And I know it's possible. It's not possible in every season of life, you know, but for you and me in the season of life that we're in, leaving space and margin in our week for unplanned things or um, for the people right in front of us, like you said, I mean, it's been a really neat practice. And I think the key thing is making sure that our schedules aren't filled to the brim so that we have opportunities to slow down and to listen and to see people and to make time and you know, it's so much easier sometimes and satisfying to just cross things off the list and mm-hmm. accomplish a whole bunch of stuff, but to really see others and have the energy and space for people. Um, I mean, you, you can't be running on empty and, and That's be able right. to do that. And so it takes some intentionality um, and some some purpose in how you plan out your week. Yes. And one thing I, I was really thinking about about this too is it's really hard to love well if you are holding a grudge against anyone and yep. not not forgiving other people. Yeah. If you're holding on to unforgiveness, it's really hard to be loving because yeah. that just get you get bitter. Yeah. And yeah. that's not good. And I recently decided I heard someone that I really respect say I refuse to get offended anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And so I try really hard yeah. not to be easily offended or offended at all. Yeah. And yeah. And that's hard too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Eric's been good with me on that. You know, I'll bring something up and he's always like, give them the benefit of the doubt. Just give them the benefit of the doubt. And that phrase has been really helpful for me as I try not to be offended as well. And just thinking, oh, that's probably not personal. Or yeah, maybe they had something else going on. Or I'm mm-hmm. sure that's not what they meant. You know, kind of until I know differently, just kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. And I love what you said about forgiveness. I think there is such freedom mm. in forgiveness. Again, looking at ourselves holistically, holding on to unforgiveness can just, it can affect our mental health and our physical health and our spiritual health. And I think initially it can feel so good to hold on to something to kind of keep a grudge and feel like you're making that other person pay. Um, But eventually it starts to poison you. I mean, there's that great quote that says unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I think withholding forgiveness and harboring bitterness towards somebody just it can affect the withholder much more than the person they are choosing not to forgive. That's right. Tell me a little bit about adult children because we're in that stage now. And, um, you know, a lot of the parts of my life that are new to me are familiar to you. Um, But, you know, when you have adult children, it shifts your relationship quite a bit. And we are experiencing that. There's a lot of letting go and realizing I, well, I probably didn't have as much control as I thought I did ever, (laughs) but now I have no control. And we've also, you know, we have a son-in-law now, so we have a new member in the family. And so, um, and now we're also empty nesters. So there's just a lot of new uh, things that Eric and I are experiencing. So I would just love to hear um, just what you've learned um, through parenting. Well, you're not parenting adult children, but being in relationship with adult children and being empty, empty nesters for so many years and grandchildren. Just teach me all the things, Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that because there is that transition Mm -hmm. when your kids get married of backing off enough, but not too much. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard balance, I think. And some kids want more attention than others. And they're also different. They're all wired different. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to be sensitive to um, how they're feeling. And one of the things I don't want to forget to say Mm -hmm. that happened to me when my kids first started leaving, um, I remember them going out into the real world Mm -hmm. and it really changed my perspective about relationships with other adults and especially young adults because I started thinking my kids are now in the real world and how are older adults treating mm. my kiddos? Yeah. Are they having grace because this is new to them? Mm-hmm. And it really, I, I was in a work situation when my kids were just wow. starting to leave. And there was a young girl who was working with me and she was very timid and shy. And some of my coworkers were mm. not very kind to her. They mm. were trying to hurry her. And I, it broke my heart for mm. her. And yeah. I saw my kids in that position. Yeah. And it really, that happened years ago. Yeah. And it's still impacting me, like to be sensitive to kids who are just starting the real mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not timid and quiet like this mm-hmm. young lady was, if they may respond differently, they may be acting um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, disrespectful or something, mm-hmm. but it could be that they're kind of scared. Yeah. That they're entering a different um, season Mm -hmm. of life. And so it has just changed how I treat other adults. Yeah, I haven't thought about that. But you're right. That's it's another example of actually seeing people instead of looking at them as our children, 
out of our control now or whatever, but um, having compassion and empathy for them as they are stepping into a new season of life themselves as well. That's mm-hmm. a great perspective. Well, thank you. Yeah. What about prayer? How has, um, you know, that shifted for you when your kids were in your home versus now them, like you said, out in the real world? I feel like um, it has driven me to my knees more than anything else mm-hmm. because they are living their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's great. And I'm thankful that they are, that they're out doing their life. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like that's my most important role now. Mm -hmm. I really do. And I know it was my mom's Mm -hmm. and my grandma's. Mm -hmm. That's my legacy. It is. is. And I'm so thankful for that legacy. Yeah. Yeah. And And I remember when my grandmother passed away, she was that for me. And I remember just thinking, oh, no, that's the one person I knew was praying for me every single day. And now she's not here. And so... Yeah, to be that now for somebody else is powerful. I feel like the thing that's really comforting to me too is after my mom died, I started realizing that I believe it's in Revelation, it talks about how the prayers and the incense continues to go up. Hmm. And so that's beautiful. The effects of it all. And yes, yeah, like I feel like her prayers, my grandparents prayers are still God Impacting. is still aware yeah. of those. He didn't yeah. forget about those prayers for us. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's really beautiful. comforting to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, to think about that. Yeah, I think also under this loving well, um, umbrella you know it's been a big blessing for us these past few years to get to know Tom better (laughs) um you and I have you know been connected for a long time but Tom is like a little hidden gem in your life and he really is he's such a special guy and I I've loved just watching how you two interact with each other and how you treat each other and listen to each other and prioritize each other and getting to know him better has helped me to get to know you better and Eric has been enjoying his friendship with Tom as well so how does this idea of loving well show up in your marriage with Tom he is so supportive of all of my endeavors because mm-hmm. he's sort of he's quiet mm-hmm. and in the background of a lot mm-hmm. a lot of times he's super funny and mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. and the more you mm-hmm. get to know him yeah. the more he allows people to see that in him i wish yeah. everybody could see it yeah but um i feel like sometimes he's so easy to be with that i can neglect him, neglect him easily mm. and i don't want to do that mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I really have to be intentional because mm-hmm. he doesn't demand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because he doesn't demand it, I feel like it, I have to up my game mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. let him know yeah. that, um, that I really do want him to feel the mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was helpful for us, and I know a lot of people talk about it, but the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Yes, and for sure. One thing that really was great for us to know is both of our number two top scoring mm-hmm. were quality time. Mm-hmm. And so we love to go on adventures together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's a day yeah. or a morning yeah. or an afternoon or an evening. Yeah. And we, it's probably one of our favorite things to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm is just it. to be be together and not even have like a real fancy plan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but just to be maybe together. go on a road trip together and just yeah. kind of let it unfold. Yeah. And I love that. And that does get back to leaving space and margin in your weekly schedule. You know, if you are crunched to the brim, you're just not going to have that kind of time or desire if you're too tired out. So right. Yeah, and I feel like he I would rather spend time with him than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super thankful for that because a lot of people during empty nests, they don't know what to say to each other. Right. And that's not a problem for us. Yes. 
Yeah, so, that's encouraging. Yeah. And we love to laugh together. Yes, so that's, that's helpful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about number three? Well, that is learning to rest. Mm-hmm. That has been the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. to rest, to learn to trust. Mm-hmm. And by rest, I don't just mean sleep. Mm-hmm. I mean just allowing my brain to rest because yeah. I'm all it's always quiet spinning. Things. Yeah. 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 And to learn to just sit and be quiet. Yeah. And God has really been teaching me that I need to be still. Hmm. Hmm. And I've really tr- been trying to honor that. And I'm learning to be more restful. Yeah. I'm learning to just sit sometimes. Mm-hmm. I tend to always be moving. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I even have been trying to take power naps mm-hmm. if I need mm-hmm. one. I don't need one every day, but when I need one, I mm-hmm. try to just honor that. And I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And I'm reading more. Yeah. Because I feel like that settles my brain down yeah. a little bit. I'm not yeah. overthinking things. And so learning to rest has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I've been talking to a therapist. I did graduate, mm-hmm. but I still am going to continue mm-hmm. to touch base with her because I learned so much. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't go because of a crisis. Mm-hmm. I went just mm-hmm. because I felt like it'd be good for me. Yeah. And, and is it that was. something you guys talked about? Is she what kind of precipitated you realizing yes. you needed more of this? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She just helped me to see that I am an achiever. And mm-hmm. so I'm always trying to yeah. achieve. <laughs> yeah. And so that's exhausting when it you is never exhausting. take a break. And, and it's also, I think it's humbling when we quiet yes. ourselves in a way to rest like that, mm-hmm. um, to be reminded that we're finite, to be reminded that our bodies need rest, that we can't keep going. Um, and also I think it just, it's again, holistically thinking about it, it's a good reminder of all that Christ has accomplished for us and just resting in his work, taking a break from ours and resting in his. That is the best. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And you and Eric are so committed to your Sabbath. And that has been so inspiring to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And even though I haven't really arrived at that yet, and I'm not sure how we're going to do that. For yeah. a while, Monday was my Sabbath. But yeah. then I had this opportunity to do a book club with some very wise women. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to do that. Yeah. And I don't feel like, I feel like I do need a full day. Mm-hmm. Church, yes. But then maybe be able to come home. But a lot of times there, there are family things. Yeah. Yeah. And with grown kids, it's not like we can have everybody with no. us. And, and when they want you with them, you want to go. <laughs> yes, I yeah. do. But yeah. Eric's wired a lot like you. And it, ha- it I can see why it would be beneficial for you, just like it is for him, of just having that time to kind of reset and to rest and to quiet things and there's just so much going on in both of your (laughs) brains and so many ideas and you know just so yeah but it is a journey it's a process it's a you know trial and error thing of figuring out what works best for you and it changes at different seasons as well too but I love that I love that my therapist one of the things she said to me that was so encouraging was One day I was really, really worn out when I was talking to her Mm -hmm. because I hadn't been Sabbathing. I'd been traveling and working and it was a busy season. And so she started asking me about my day to day Mm -hmm. and I was sharing my day to day with her. And she was so encouraging because she said, you have systems and methods in place that are really protecting your peace because you start every morning quietly Mm -hmm. and you end every day quietly Mm -hmm. with definite rhythms in place. And so she was 
just really encouraging that that mm. really is probably keeping me yeah really pretty steady for sure so it's unusual unless i'm in a busy season for me to yeah. not be feel pretty steady and yeah. even i love that yeah and rested yeah okay anything else on that one or do you want to move on to number four i'm ready great what is it okay so this one is very interesting i am a beauty seeker yes and yes. my mom was a beauty seeker my mm-hmm. gram was mm. and i didn't recognize i didn't label myself with that i always just knew that one of my greatest joys was to make my house feel cozy mm-hmm. welcoming pretty all the things mm-hmm. i love getting fresh flowers every week mm-hmm. And I love to cook pretty food and enjoy the process of cooking and present things in a pretty way. Not that you can do that every day, but I love to go to the farmer's market in the summer, Mm -hmm. pick up beautiful food Mm -hmm. and spend an afternoon just making a a really beautiful meal and enjoying it. That is one of the things that I I really know about myself mm-hmm. and brings such joy to me. And I thought that I was just kind of different mm-hmm. in that way because some of my friends don't get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't see like, why? Yeah. Why is that? That sounds like work. Yeah. But I guess that's how it is with any anything that we're passionate mm-hmm. about. It's yeah. something that we enjoy. And yeah. so... But my therapist, again, mm-hmm. people are yeah. going to think I'm cuckoo because I'm talking <laughs> no, about her No, I love it. You've learned time. from her. But yeah. um, she really pointed that out to me. She said, mm-hmm. you know, you are a beauty seeker. Yeah. Don't deny yeah. that about yourself. There, yeah. that's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And she said it's actually a craving of our soul. And it's mm. God created us to see beauty. Yeah. yeah. And some of us are very visual. Mm-hmm. And that's how we see mm-hmm. it. But, you know, you can think of some people would think like a day at the races. They mm-hmm. think cars are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like that, some people in my family are that way. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's not me. Yeah. It's just whatever you find really exciting or beautiful mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love that a lot of the examples you just gave are very simple. They're everyday life. They're, you know, flowers, meals, food, home. You know, so it's it's not having to go on these elaborate tropical vacations all the time or, you know, have all of these beautiful things, all this stuff, but um, just finding beauty in what is around you on any given day. I love that. 2020 was really pivotal for me, too. I mm-hmm. learned a lot about myself by mm-hmm. slowing down. Yeah. And I started getting out in nature more, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like really finding tra- trails and wilderness type mm-hmm. places and mm-hmm. I take my dogs mm-hmm. and we would just it, it was just like being somewhere completely different yeah. and yeah. I loved it and now yeah. I desire that as well because nature's so beautiful to me yeah and I have a yeah. place where I can walk right to the river's edge and sit mm-hmm. on a riverbank mm-hmm. and just watch the water for a while love that and I love foraging mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll forage yeah. while I'm out on a walk yeah. Yeah. And and it really fun. having that kind of mindset and that kind of attitude does make any place that you are beautiful. And it you're does. able to find I mean, where we live isn't necessarily the most beautiful part of the country, but when you find beauty in it, it brings such a deep contentment and it does help you fight for joy. And I feel like you're a natural beauty seeker. I feel like in grief I've learned to seek beauty and it's mm. been a, more of a practice and a journey for me. 
And Eric will even say that. He'll be like, go out and, and find some beauty, Jody." And what he means by that is go for a walk, go for a drive, go spend time with people. Um, you know, whatever is inspiring for me in a way where I see beauty in it kind of reminds me of why jewelers put a diamond on a black backdrop. You know, when you've gone through something dark, you've gone through something hard, mm. the beauty actually, when you find it, is more brilliant than mm. if it was just the diamond in and of itself on a white background, right? So the black part draws out the beauty of the diamond. And I feel like that's what I've learned in trying to find beauty these last 10 years in grief is just the blackness, the darkness, the sadness our grief is what brings the beauty even more to light. And it's just been, and I've learned from you though, because like I said, you come by this naturally. I don't, I've just, that's been part of my process of fighting for joy is I have, it's a defiant hope. Like Mm -hmm. there is beauty out there still and I'm going to find it. And so Mm -hmm. being friends with somebody like you who naturally is like, look at that. That's beautiful. Look at that. That's beautiful. Or, it's like, oh, yes, it is. It is. There is beauty to be found in the midst of the darkness that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So thank you for inspiring me in that. That is so insightful. Well, thank you thank for you. sharing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely been something we've had to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I, I know, and before we go on to the next thing, too, I just want to say, too, that you do bring that out a lot on your social media um, platforms, too, which I love. And I just love how many people are tuned into you and listening. You have such a unique place there. Mm. Um, And the fact that you are pointing people to the beautiful things in this world, even in the brokenness, um, boy, that's such a light that our world needs. So thank you for doing that. It's been really special to see the way that you use social media. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, number five. Okay. So number five is that I am on a journey to live a more simple life Mm -hmm. and more minimal life as far as material possessions. Yeah. And it's been really interesting because the every year as I've continued on this journey, because it wasn't like one day I got up and decided to be a minimalist. I'm still not a minimalist. Yeah. But I'm definitely on that path. Mm -hmm. And here is the interesting thing. It links with number four, which is being a beauty Mm -hmm. seeker. Mm -hmm. I noticed years ago, I couldn't put my finger on it. Mm. But for years, I've known now that if my house is not tidy, Mm -hmm. I, I just am not comfortable. Yeah, I don't feel at peace. I don't feel at rest. Mm -hmm. I like things to be in their place. Mm -hmm. And I like I like a beautiful aesthetic. Yeah. So my surroundings, I didn't realize how important my surroundings were to me Mm -hmm. in having peace. Mm -hmm. And being content. Yeah. Oh, I and think so that's, huge. that's what has led me. Mm-hmm. I, I just have figured this out recently that wow. that is what has led me to the place of wanting to be more simple. That's great. Because yeah. I'm more comfortable mm-hmm. and I have less to deal with. It's less overwhelming. Yeah. My life feels less overwhelming yeah. when my house stays tidy because I don't have too much mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for a place to put things. Yeah. I'm, everything has a place Mm -hmm. and I'm still like working on that. It's not perfect by any means and it never will be. That's not the point. The point is that the more I get rid of, the more freedom I experience. That makes so much sense to me. I think that's really profound. And I think it's another example of living holistically, how our physical space affects us emotionally and mentally and even spiritually. 
And I, I mean, I haven't really thought through that very much myself. I've watched your journey of that. I have a couple other friends who continually try to be more simplistic and minimalist ish. Um, but I can definitely see how it helps the fight for joy and, you know, less decision fatigue, even less stress, less, you know, I just think the less that you have, the more calm somehow that it brings. It makes a lot of sense to me. And I think, you know, God is a God of order. In 1 Corinthians 14, 40, it says, let all things be done decently and in order. Mm-hmm. And I, I think God is a God of order. So mm-hmm. it makes sense mm-hmm. we're created after him that yeah. we would desire that. Yeah. Even if we don't know that mm-hmm. that's the root of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I just feel like visually it is more calming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think our culture is such an abundance mentality, like having mm-hmm. backstock of every mm-hmm. every area of our life. So yeah. instead of buying one tube of toothpaste, yeah. we buy the value pack. Yeah. And it yeah. may take us years to use what we have. Yeah. And I just don't live that way anymore. Yeah. That I've gotten a handle on. I don't have any backstock. Mm-hmm. It's all everything yeah. I have I'm using or I'm almost out of it and I replace Mm-hmm. you know, what's missing. Yeah. I don't have five kinds of body lotion. Yeah. I yeah. have one. Yeah. But our culture is trying to promote that all the time. I mm-hmm. mean, buy one, get one free. Buy two, get one free. Mm-hmm. Three for the price of one. You know, I mean, they want us to have this backstock of everything. And so there is this feeling of, oh, well, I I, I should get it. It's free yes. or it's, <laughs> it'd be cheaper if I get five, you know, or whatever. Or um, we think if things are on sale, we should buy more. Right, and right. It, there's going to be another sale. Yeah. I heard a great quote from someone in the Facebook private group that I uh-huh. have where yes. we do decluttering together. And yeah. she said, let the store store your things. Mm, I love that. The consumables. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I don't and need... I I don't need five bags of chocolate chips in my cupboard. I bake maybe three times a year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I don't have kids in the house. Right. And I think, you know, the season of life that you are and I are in, it's, it's easier in many ways to think through all of this. But I also think of younger moms and, you know, people just starting out even in their home. I mean, you really don't need as much stuff as you think you do. And it is so freeing. Um, to live with less. It is. Yeah. It is. And it's not for everyone to have to think we need to do this right now. Mm-hmm. But if people are feeling overwhelmed and mm-hmm. feeling like their house never looks the way they want it to look, yeah. I come home from the uh, street of dreams mm-hmm. and I think everybody could go home and tidy up their house and they would get a similar mm-hmm. impact because it's um, a lot of what you notice when you go in a, a street of dreams home or a new home, a model home, is it's tidy. Yeah. And not cluttered. Right. And that's a lot of what draws us to yeah. those homes, I think. Like yeah. you think you need to build a house. No, just yeah. make yeah. the best of what you have. Yeah. It's going to look a lot better yeah. if it's tidy and For feel sure. better, even more than looking better, yeah. feeling better. Yeah. Yes. And I think we can apply that to so many other areas of our life too. The clutter in our mind, yes. The clutter in our schedule, the clutter in even maybe some relationships or commitments or things we said yes to that have, you know, just made us overwhelmed with too much. Kind of that living in too much versus simplifying things and prioritizing things mm. and scaling down. 
There's a term that I just heard. It's called toxic clutter. Hmm, and what that. that is, is hanging on to things you're not using mm-hmm. and the guilt they leave you with. Like for an example, a treadmill that you never use. You had good right. intentions of getting right. in shape. You buy a treadmill and now it's hang- all your clothes are hanging on it Yeah, because you have too many clothes. Right. And right. every time you walk by that, it reminds you of your failure. Yeah. So, uh, so that's true. a term, toxic cult or toxic clutter. Yeah. And you don't want to let go of it because of the money you spent mm-hmm. and the good intentions yeah. you had. Yeah. And you know you're not going to get your money back. Mm-hmm. Same thing with clothes that don't fit. For sure. And just being able to let go of things mm-hmm. you're no longer wearing. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I let go of two thirds of my closet. Wow. And I'm doing the capsule wardrobe yes. now. But yes. my capsule wardrobe is not a strict... Sometimes when people think capsule wardrobe, they think 30 items. That's not what I have. I counted and I have like 100. Yeah, yeah. For the season. Yeah. And but still comparatively to Mm -hmm. most people's closets, Mm -hmm. mine, it's so easy to get dressed. Yeah. Because we wear the same things over and over. We We really do. We We just hang on to these things thinking I might want to wear that sometime or like you said, yeah, I got that on such a good deal or I spent too much on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else do you want to share with everybody before we kind of wrap this up? This list has been so good. (laughs) I think that probably covers it. And if people are interested in anything, they can check out my Instagram and DM me about any questions, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because I love to engage with people Mm -hmm. and have conversations about all these things because I'm so passionate about them. Yeah. And it is. That's such a benefit of social media is connecting with like-minded people and having these conversations because a lot of times the people in our real life you know we have different connections and so to find somebody online who wants to talk about these kinds of things is really great and you are good at following up on dms and having conversations on social media so yes definitely find her and check her out both her photography page and her personal page so well I knew this would be good I know we can keep talking for a lot longer I know we could but um, I'm just really grateful for all that you shared and you just continue to teach me so much and inspire me and speak courage into me and cheer me on in ways that um, really have strengthened me and helped me to to dream bigger and your friendship has really helped me to fight for joy And I know I'm not alone. You are a beloved woman in our community. And so I know everybody's going to be very excited to hear that you did another episode with me. And as I was kind of thinking about some some ways to bring this episode to a close, and I thought maybe the best way to end it is actually with your own words. Um, You wrote the most beautiful post on your birthday. Um, Not only can you capture beauty in in photographs, but you also have just a beautiful way with words, both spoken and written. And so if you don't think it's too weird, I was going to uh, share what you wrote as a way to wrap this episode up because I think, um, number one, it's just kind of powerful to have somebody read your words back to you. And also, I just feel like you really summarize in the couple paragraphs that you wrote everything that you shared today. So if you're okay with that, I think I'll end with that. Sure, go ahead. (laughs) Okay, this is what Becky wrote on her last birthday. Today is a day of reflection for me, another year older. Since I am ahead of most of you in this aging process, I hope to encourage you today. Life experience is valuable, even if culturally it doesn't appear to be. The truth is, there are few ways to gain wisdom that are as powerful as experience. God gives wisdom if we ask but I believe he often uses experiences as a means to give us wisdom that goes deep. 
Self-control, patience, humility, and faith often grow with age also. I needed to grow, and I still do, but hopefully I'm gaining ground. I've been told that I'm a beauty seeker, and I can't deny this. One of my greatest joys is being surrounded by beauty. The beauty of nature, relationships, design, art, writings, people, and the list goes on. What I find beautiful is so simple, really, and maybe not everyone would see it as I do. That's okay, too. A deeper and more consistent love for people has come with age for me as well. Having adult children has given me perspective that is invaluable as far as loving others well. All of this is good, but even more than anything else is learning to trust that God knows best, that his love and faithfulness are trustworthy, and that he is sovereign and knows best. His calling and purpose for me and every individual is always the best. He has a plan for me, and fulfilling his purposes will lead to the most peace and joy, even in suffering and imperfect circumstances. Rest assured that I am still a major work in progress, messy and imperfect, but today I will choose to see growth and positive aspects of aging. This is not the end of the story. It will be a process until the day we die, and even after we die, we receive what God has prepared for eternity according to the choices we make here and now. It feels good and brave to share my age here, even if people decide to unfollow according to a prejudice about age. Aging can be seen as beauty in a life that is curious and open to growth, rather than seeing aging as a negative. It's a reality that I'm choosing to embrace most of the time. I love that. Thank you, Jody. Thank you. Hey, friends, I just want to quickly interrupt to share a little bit again about my podcast sponsor, Faithful Counseling. If you've been a regular podcast listener, you know that throughout our grief journey, our family has been greatly helped by Christian counseling. It's something that I often recommend to others who are struggling, not just with grief, but just with the brokenness of this world. The challenge can come with actually finding quality counseling, and that's why I'm so happy to point you to Faithful Counseling. It's such an easy way to get started with therapy. You type in my link and complete a quick survey answering some questions about yourself and what you are looking for in a therapist. Then the Faithful Counseling team pairs you with a professional licensed therapist, usually in just a couple of days. Their unique online platform gives you the ability to connect with your counselor at any time. Your interactions are not limited to individually scheduled sessions. Instead, they offer a number of ways to connect with your therapist. Whatever works for you, you can FaceTime or talk on the phone once a week, every other week, once a month. It's really up to you. And you can also take advantage of their unlimited text messaging option. The counselors really are easily accessible and willing to communicate frequently. Don't forget, if for some reason you don't like the counselor they pair you with, let them know. They can quickly reassign you. I had to do that, and I am so glad I did because I am now paired with a therapist who is a perfect match for me. Okay, I think I've shared enough, and I want to get back to the episode. But as you can tell, I'm not just promoting Faithful Counseling because they are my sponsor. I truly want you to give their services a try because I believe in biblical counseling. This link is in my show notes, and you can always reach out to me to get it as well. But to find out more, go to faithfulcounseling.com slash fighting for joy. The last part, the slash fighting for joy, is really important if you want the 10% discount. Then just complete the survey and get started with counseling this week. Thank you so much for listening today. If you were helped or encouraged by this episode, please share it with others. I would also love for you to find me on social media. 
You can connect with me and others who are listening on my Fighting for Joy podcast page on either Facebook or Instagram. You can also send me an email at fightingforjoypodcast at gmail.com. Podcasts have been such a lifeline for me in grief and one of the top ways that my soul is recharged and encouraged on a weekly basis. I truly hope that this podcast will do the same for you. Keep fighting for joy.